This episode of The Tome Show is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for using The Tome's Amazon and DMs Guild affiliate links and for becoming patrons at patreon.com slash The Tome Show. Welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interviews show, and I'm your Tome host, Jeff Greiner. And I'm Tracy Hurley, and in this episode, number 337, we're going to don our armor and sharpen our swords and slay the beast that is gaming in isolation. Joining us in this episode is a cadre of people who are quite adept at combating loneliness with gaming. First up is the nicest, most creative people in gaming, a prolific blogger and podcaster back in the day who never quite took his toes out of the water. Welcome back, Quinn Murphy. Hey, thanks for having me. Also joining us is the Tome Show social media manager, regular contributor, writer of DMs Guild products, including a bunch of stuff for Fat Goblin Games, plus he's on these episodes about as often as the hosts are. <laughs> it's good to see you again, Israel Alvarez. Nice to be here as usual. All right, I do want to remind folks uh, that if you want to see a Tome Show recording live and unedited, you can watch us record at twitch.tv slash Tome Show. Uh, where you can also follow us and be notified whenever a recording is about to start. Uh, and if you miss a live recording but still want to see the video, uh, the Tome Show has a YouTube channel where unedited video gets posted after the live recording. You can't participate in the chat, but you can see all of our lovely faces, as well as the behind-the-scenes flubs and, and other things that make me look dumb in the unedited episode. And then now into this episode, we are recording this episode in the midst of the global pandemic of early 2020. Uh, we don't know when you're listening to this, so people of the future, I hope describing the pandemic as being in early 2020 is unnecessary because of that situation. Uh, many people's gaming lives are floundering, and we what we don't need in this time of isolation is to let that which brings us joy fade from our lives. A lot of people have given advice on how to play online, and we'll discuss that at some point as well. But we wanted a conversation to discuss our take on the situation. So let's start off with, how is everyone doing right now? I am doing all right. Usually I tell people that I'm not too shabby. That's kind of my catchphrase, but I think I'm, I'm shabby. I'm finally adequately shabby. shabby. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm making it and, and probably playing more D&D than I ever have, quite ironically. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, playing. So, 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 so I'm doing pretty good. Um, all, all things considered, um, I am doing also quite a bit of game, and I'm playing like I, 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 I determined early this year that I was going to like play every game on my shelf uh, at least once this year. Um, I have big shelves, so it's like quite <laughs> an undertaking. But I've been doing really like awesome. Like I'm like just shy of like a dozen. Um, in April right now, so I'm like doing good. Wow. So, uh, yeah, this is pretty good. A dozen in April? A, do a dozen total by by oh by April. Like, I was gonna say only, yeah, like I've only, I've only played, had like a, you've been playing like every day this month. Like that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want your life. Yeah, because yeah, we're recording this on the fifteenth, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I only had a couple. Of, weeks this year where I haven't gamed is like oh, like nice. I like I've, I've gamed more than I got to game all of 2019 that's awesome uh by now so I'm happy yeah that's a good life yeah no things are going well over here as well um I am pleasantly surprised with uh and pleased with how well my children are doing with the situation and uh 
I'm I'm getting by all right. Work is still happening, so at least I have that right. I'm I'm not in one of those professions where people are getting laid off and and there's just. And, and suddenly there's no income anymore, right? Both my wife are, and I are working from home and the kids are getting by okay. And um, to a degree, I, I kind of feel like as a teacher for so long, I, I'm a little, I've had a little bit of training leading up to this because um, in the past, I usually spend like a couple of months every summer just sort of hanging out in my house most of the time, right? I might run the kids out to camp or something every now and then, but but I I've spent a lot of time just sort of sitting around being a home buddy uh, for a while, so working from home and, and getting things done here. So, so yeah, we're getting by. Tracy, what about you? <laughs> uh, so I can start off by saying that thankfully both of us still have our jobs, but we also have uh, almost four year old at home while we're trying to work, uh, who does not want to go to sleep at night. So, and I don't mean that, I'm not trying to complain, just, I'm, and I also, uh, people probably know that I have anxiety issues, so you may see that I'm painting right now because I, basically I feel like I'm always having kind of like a low-grade anxiety attack. Mm. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the advice on how folks are gaming because we haven't been able to as much yet. Uh, and we do want to get that in there. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, that's not awesome, but it's good, at least good that you're getting by and you've got your coping mechanisms and you're doing okay. So, um, so I want to go around with everybody again, um, and we can just go in the same order. But I want to ask, sort of specifically, how has your gaming life changed from what it was? to what it is now as a result of the the pandemic and this this new sense of isolation i think it's worth discussing um this topic in this way not just to for people who are going through it right now but things might come up in life where there are periods of isolation in your life uh for various reasons and so this might be helpful for people going through that as well so uh ish how has your gaming life changed as a result of the situation so, um, and it, this is going to sound kind of circuitous, but um, earlier this year in February, they had, uh, and by they, I mean my the, the people in charge of my job, uh, had told us that they were going to close our school down. And so that was kind of a, a rough patch for us uh, at the all-boys school. Um, and so things were winding down, and this was all before the pandemic happened. Um and so uh, in as soon as the pandemic started, I was like, well, okay, this is great. They're going to shut down schools and they have to look for a job. Um, so as things were winding down and as people were trying to figure out like what they wanted me to do, where before I was answering phones and letting people into the door, I was kind of sitting around doing nothing. So I made my full-time job running games. So I went from probably like five games a week to maybe maybe 12. Um, it's a little crazy. Um, and it's now I, I did get a new job, which is great. Uh, and I'm going to start on Monday. Uh, and it's also going to be remote cause it's still with the schools, but I'm probably going to cut, cut back after that. But these last four or five weeks I've been doing like, um, a game every weekday with the, um, middle school student group that I'd been doing, uh, partially just to keep them kind of 
uh, occupied and sane because they, they bug me for it about every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that are all just all of the games. There's like my uh, Wednesday Adventures League group, which we still get together. There's my Sunday Eberron group, which has been going strong. And they, they would probably like, you know, send police over to my house if I didn't run uh, a game for them on Sunday. Uh, and then I've got a couple of other things going. Uh, I actually have been running a new game on Fridays for my uh, video game store where I used to work at part-time, and we stream that so that we can kind of keep uh, awareness of the video game store up while we have to be closed. So that's kind of like my public service to them so that, like, we've got some, you know, thing going so people kind of keep it in their minds so that when they can reopen, people kind of are like, oh, yeah, level 7 games. Um... And then there's another Eberron game that I have on Tuesday. So, yeah, that's uh, a healthy stock of games that I'm running pretty much. Uh, and like I said, I'll probably cut back, but I think I might have squeezed like f- half a year worth of gaming in just the last five weeks. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. That's an amazing amount that of gaming. That is amazing, yeah. Uh, and I believe... Uh, all four of us are in states where we're living in stay at, with stay-at-home orders. Is that is that right? Um, I can definitely say for Colorado that that is correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I can say for Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, and Indiana as well. So so okay, Quinn. So how has your gaming life changed as a result of all of this? Um. It is. I had one. Um, face-to-face D and D game uh, that we were really. Um, you know, like, oh, like we were doing about monthly, um, and that kind of, uh, has gone away and we're, uh, gonna, um, bring it back up into Roll20. Um, I had, uh, before this, I had a bi-weekly Pathfinder 2E game, and, um, then i just been playing, like, random games here and there, um, and, like, basically of keeping that going, like, I've, I've got, a like, last... Uh, week we started a Friday night game night over Zoom uh, where we just pick like light weight games like for the Queen, uh, which is like a really great one. Um, I'll, I'll probably bring that up later, but um, you know uh, we do just like, like sort of lightweight games and um, you know uh, playing stuff uh, locally with my girlfriend and um, you know trying to rope my son into it occasionally. Uh, yeah, just just like just like you know like a, a, you know. Uh, more people are around, and I'm lucky to have um, a uh, uh, like a Discord uh, where we've got about like 70, 80 people on it. Um, it's like you know, not like huge, but it's enough people to get games going consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, it's nice. So people like run, like we'll be like, hey, I want to run this on there, or you know, like um, tomorrow night I'll be running like a uh, uh, we're we're doing a uh, sort of Western marches meets. Uh, Starfinder meets Cowboy Bebop kind of thing. So we all play like bounty hunters in this like frontier space thing. And so it's just like bounty hunter of the the week, uh, bounty of the week kind of thing. So we'll be like doing that. And so like a couple GMs and stuff like that. And so, so like just games just sort of like forming here and there. Um, so it's pretty nice. Okay, good. Uh, so, so in terms of my own gaming life, um, I had a, I have a weekly, uh, game group that I actually uh, I was able to find this group before I ever even moved uh, here to Indiana, which I, I did last summer. Um, 
And they were a group who had lost their DM who had left. And I was a DM looking for a group. And so it was serendipitous. We hmm. uh, we all got together and we've been playing weekly uh, at my house now for uh, months, right? Pretty much since since I, we got here. Um, and then the the whole like the the pandemic started my job had uh my college had had decided to um go to online teaching only um and was sending all the students home and doing all of that um but we weren't quite under stay at home orders yet and then there was one more game session where people were starting to shelter even though the order hadn't come out yet uh, to shelter in place, but we were getting like a lot of the suggestions, like no more than you know, don't get together in groups of larger than ten and that kind of stuff, right? And I, I did the math. I'm like, well, if everybody shows up, that usually shows up for gaming, we'll have ten people. We're not more than ten. What you know? So we got one last session in, <laughs> uh, and then like that next Tuesday, they they announced the official uh, shelter in place order. So was, so very quickly. Um, I had transitioned over to using Roll20 to to keep the game going. And we're still getting together. We're following the same schedule. We meet at the same time. Uh, we do the gaming on Roll20, and we still meet every every session. Um, and if anything, um, oddly, like some of you mentioned, I'm probably getting up as much extra gaming as the two of you are, uh, Quinn and Ish. Um, but I'm getting a little bit more gaming in than usual, actually, because I've been uh, playing with my sons a little bit as well. Uh, so, uh, cause they're around all the time and they need entertainment and, and whatever. So, so I'm playing some games with them every now and then, which is, uh, going nicely. So Tracy, how has your gaming life changed? Uh, I don't know. It's a hard thing to answer because we had been between groups in part because of the birth of my son a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like, but I had been, like, I know people who saw me on Twitter and stuff know that I've been buying a bunch of stuff, that I was, like, finally ready to sit down and start playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little harder to figure out how to fit that in only because I do the morning shift. So I actually usually go to bed by 9 o'clock. Mm. So, so uh, that makes it a lot harder to fit stuff in. Mm. But at work, we've been talking get some sort of gaming going on as our team. Other teams at my uh, office have also done this as a way to help with the fact that we don't have the water co- cooler conversation or whatever you want to call it anymore. Um, that's how they've been doing a lot of the social bonding. So hopefully that will help with uh, getting a little more gaming. And then I have been doing a lot more phone games with my child. So oh. that's been fun too. <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, so you've been between groups, I, but we're just gearing up, and then it got all got sort of squashed by by, by the situation, right? I was at PAX East. We found this new uh, game that uses rune, runes. That's like a Viking game, nice. and it was like so. I Fred and I can play it. We just have to find the time. Going back to the earlier conversation of right. like, so we're both still expected to work pretty close to forty hours a week, plus have our almost four-year-old home all the time because daycares are obviously closed so it gets very interesting trying to fit in everything yeah and having time to think that's the hard part for me right now right so it sounds like um 
three of us have found some solutions, and Tracy's got some things that she's doing as well in terms of just playing at home. I'm curious, other than just sort of playing with the people you're you're stuck with in the house, uh, what solutions are people finding? Although I think that's a, a very viable one. I think the idea of, hey, now I get to play more games with the people I live with uh, is actually a great solution to the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my my sons and I uh, really love playing Dungeon Mayhem from Wizards of the Coast. It's a great mm. little game. Uh, and so we set up these relatively elaborate sort of rules and we're going to have a we're, for this tournament, we're going to have a three-person tournament uh, where we each have to play the other person four times and then we'll have a, th- a three-person uh, s- series as well and which character you're playing is randomly determined and there's point values for doing certain things in the game and uh, we're having a good time doing that kind of stuff. Um, plus I've been running um, I've been running them when there's time through the Titan's Grave um, uh, campaign mm-hmm. from Fantasy Age. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I actually started that months ago but then it kind of fell by the wayside so we've revived that campaign and we're we're playing through that every now and then too just whenever we have an hour or two before i make dinner or whatever we'll play a scene so um and yeah before we get into technology solutions anything else like that that people are doing in terms of keeping their gaming life alive i mean Um, go ahead uh uh, i i was I've been finding a really helpful thing is to have different sizes of games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is having like okay, like you've got like a full on, you know, like a, a like a Pathfinder or like D and D kind of thing where you can like you know pull out your character sheets and your dice and like kind of sit at it. Um, but then it, then I have like uh, for the Queen. For the Queen has been like probably the game I've played the most in the last few months because it's like basically um, this very simple setup of like you know you're accompanying a queen on a journey and then it's just um, a bunch of cards with questions of like asking you know like oh what did what did the queen do for you or or like you know why don't you like the queen and and then people just answer it and go back and forth and so it's very quick to spin up. And like you know, and you could like play around. Like I'm actually playing it play by post on a Discord I have. Like you can play it in a lot of formats really easy, you know. And then everything in between, like you know, follow magic. Say uh, is played with like a map, and you're you know, it's a similar. You're on a journey thing, but it's a little more involved. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little like in between those two levels. But if, if you have a few levels, you can just sort of play with the time you've got mm-hmm. a little easier. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess I was even kind of doing that between Dungeon Mayhem and, and Fantasy Age, right? right? Uh, I, and, yeah. and then my full-blown normal weekly campaign, I'm kind of doing that without even thinking about it. So that's a good point. Yeah. Ish, what about you? Um, so I haven't been doing a lot of like uh, traditional gaming like without the technological component. But what I will say is that it is kind of uh, shunted me back into doing things a, a little bit more old-timey. Uh, I've been writing a lot more campaign notes into a notebook. Um, I've been just sitting and reading my books just because I have the time to sit and do that. Uh, like physical page books where before I would just have to like scramble through PDFs and try and like copy paste things from one place to another. I, I think I'm able to kind of take my time doing that. 
Uh, and not just for campaign planning. Uh, it's really, I'm doing a little bit of it just for fun. I'm just like going back through uh, old books and uh, writing down notes for ideas that aren't for a campaign. They're just things that I want to like write down because I think they're neat. Uh, and uh, not only is it like old timey in general, but it's like something I used to do when I was a teenager. Like that's the kind of thing that I haven't done since almost high school, really. Okay, nice. Tracy, do you have you been able to? You said you've done a little bit of gaming while you're at home with the people in the house. What what have you accomplished in terms of that? What what are your solutions so far? You said you've done some phone games with the, your son and and had some other games yeah, that maybe you got to play with Fred. I, well, we haven't played them yet. Um, so. We bought them and we're all ready to try playing them but now uh with our split duties it's a little harder right um the other thing though uh what he's been able to do could um a bunch of our college friends have gotten together on zoom and they're doing uh word like more word type games and stuff like that mm-hmm. um that we actually used to play together in college so it's been good there and i'm hoping to be able to join that soon as well Nice. Uh, and and I have been reading like uh, I bought uh, a cool and lonely courage, uh, which is a book about uh, women of the SOE during World War II who were the radio operators and um, passing around messages in occupied France. Uh, and what's cool, and, and the one thing I want to do for that game is they actually uh, had built in a mode that's a single-player mode. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a diary mode, and mm-hmm. you can go through and, and, and uh, do it that way. So that's the other thing I want to uh, try to get in very soon, mm-hmm. but I haven't done it yet. Okay, nice. It's a very uh, fortuitous purchase that I had, or serendipitous purchase. I had right. at PAX East, which is right before the stay-at-home orders and everything else because it, there's a lot of corollaries there, right? Like, the, these women and other folks that were participated in these uh, uh, missions were very lonely. Like, they they were oftentimes around people, but because of their jobs uh, and the thing that they were doing, they just had to uh, concentrate on it and just try to keep getting through. Uh, and they, you know, faced... We don't have odds anywhere near as bad as what they did, uh, but they are still facing like outcomes that weren't always nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's let's dig in then to our our technological solutions. Um, at least three of us have managed to continue our gaming live through through various virtual tabletops. Uh, I know that Ismail and myself are using Roll Twenty because. Uh, he helped me get started on learning Roll20 uh, when this all sort of began. Um, Quinn, what are you using? Um, I'm using um, Roll20 and Discord. And Discord, okay. Mostly. So yeah. so for Discord, are you just using that for the like the 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 video conferencing and the and the text? Yeah, we usually so in, in most of the games I've been running we've been um, using Discord for the voice there. Um, I've In the past, I've had issues um, with, uh, you know, they, they could have changed, but I've had some issues with uh, Roll20 um, voice and video um, there. Um, and so we just sort of use Discord for voice most days. And um, 
then, you know, and then using voice lets, you know, sort of, especially when you're gaming late night, sort of uh, let you have a sort of uh, no pants kind of rule and no, no one has to get gussied up, right? Um, or anything. And then, um, and then for some games, uh, for like my Pathfinder game, we actually do the game in um, the Roll20. Um, uh, but then for games that don't necessarily need it, we'll just. Um, you know, I have a dice bot on the Discord server, so we just use the the dice bot to do rolls. Nice. And uh, ish, all of your games are on roll twenty. Then you have like your all twelve a week that you're playing. Um, a vast majority of them are. Uh, there's like one or two where people are playing on iPads or they're not able to get to a computer, so roll twenty just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we end up doing just Discord, uh, just Discord voice. Uh, one of the players in one of those games uh, has like a one-year-old baby, and so he'll type everything, but he'll listen to everything. He just can't talk because of all of the things that are going on. Uh, but that works out much better, and I actually prefer theater of the mind. Um, one thing I was going to say about all of the, all of this playing in quarantine and kind of this massive uh, uh, immigration onto digital platforms is that uh, it's just like real life, where you can play with dice and your character sheet and pretty much nothing else mm-hmm. or you can play with all these elaborate set pieces mm-hmm. uh, and it's the same in Roll20 like you can put a little bit of effort you can put maximum effort and there's a lot of in between that you get to see uh, mm-hmm. but I try and keep it simple because if I if I was doing planning for like the, the eight games that I'm running <laughs> right now uh, and doing all of the elaborate stuff I'd probably keel over <laughs> You'd be spending a lot of time getting all that set up. Uh, I, I my yeah my campaign has my regular weekly game has moved to roll twenty and and I had heard uh, I'd, I've never actually tried the video feature in roll twenty because I had heard of people who had had issues like you had described Quinn that that it just hadn't worked mm-hmm. for for people in the past it get, became laggy to do both at the same time um, so mm-hmm. I play with. I've got my desktop that ha- in front of me with Roll20 going, and then I've got my laptop next to it. With um, We tried Discord a couple of times, and, and after two times using Discord and people having video issues and, um, and Discord cutting out um, oftentimes my voice so they couldn't hear me, which is a problem when I'm DMing, um, they, they eventually said, well, let's try something else. And so last session, we just hopped on Skype as much as people complain about Skype. I use it for the podcast, and so I'm used to it. I know how it works. And uh, and it actually it was a, an improvement uh, over doing the video through Discord. We want to do the video because we like to see each other. You know, We have so, so little uh, human mm-hmm. contact that having that video screen where we get to see each other and ask each other, oh, hey, what are we drinking tonight? Or, you know, what's going on? Or, you know, that kind of stuff is, is a nice little thing that we miss um, right now. And so it's nice to have that, that human contact again. Uh, and then, and then uh, I got started, like, within, what, four or five days, uh, I, ta- I learned... Roll twenty. Uh, I got started with a few. Th- I kind of started on my own, and then Ish helped me with one session just to sort of help me get past sort of that initial hurdle of being able to figure out how to just basically do stuff. Uh, and then once I got past that hurdle, um, it's actually come along really fast. Uh, my a couple of my players 
Um, in Roll20, your players can gift you subscription money. And so a couple of my players are like, we don't know what the subscription does, but you're running it on here and you're having to learn it real fast. So here's some subscription money. Do what you want with it. And one of the main features that that turns on is the dynamic lighting, and they love it. Uh, I've heard people – The dynamic lighting is awesome. Yeah. I've heard people – I was just on on one of the Facebook groups, the the fifth edition Facebook groups today. of somebody whose group just hates the dynamic lighting. It's like suddenly I can't see what's going on the map, and we used to be able to when I was – when we were all together. It's like, yeah, that's (laughs) kind of the idea. Like it makes it more realistic. You can't see what's over there. Um, And yeah, my group absolutely loves it. Like – and and I've continued like all – I'll occasionally find, you know, uh, YouTube videos where people are giving tips and suggestions or whatever, and the, or I'll run into a thing like, hey, I've got this dynamic lighting. How should I? How do how do I actually make that work for these different things? And so I'd find articles to read about it, and uh, I continue every week that we play. I have gone in and and taught myself a little bit more. Um, about how to do it, and now I have a, a druid that can actually wild shape. Like I can change the the image of his token to the whatever animal mm-hmm. he turns into. Um, uh, we've got the dynamic lighting thing figured out. This week I also figured out uh, I was introduced to um, the extension Beyond Twenty. Uh, so my group yeah. wants to continue. Yeah, they want to continue using D and D Beyond for character sheets and all that. They don't want to use all the the mechanics and stuff in Roll Twenty. They just basically want it for the maps. Uh, so. Suddenly having Beyond 20 where uh, is going to be a game changer, I think, because um, like I can get rid of I can get rid of the dice tray I've got sitting at my at my table now because mm-hmm. I can just pop into the the monster stats on Beyond 20 and click a certain attack and it'll just automatically tr- uh, transport over to to roll 20 and all that information will be there. Uh, so every week I just get a little bit better uh, and I get you know uh, it'll learn a little something new uh, and it's it's amazing like. The the there are like our group my group really hates that we can't like be face to face with each other uh, and hang out together, but at the same time like they really like the mapping and everything on Roll Twenty, mm-hmm. um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing I think when we're finally able to get back together again it's like oh well how could we bring you no know, the map, the maps and stuff from Roll Twenty back to our, our in person game. You know, I mean, I've I've actually run games like in person games um, with Roll Twenty, like put up Roll Twenty um, on the screen, and people have like you know iPads or whatever with uh-huh. a mask, and so they can just control. Like you know, we uh, basically exported the characters, their character sheets oh, wow. from Beyond D and D into Roll Twenty. And so then they just have everything on there. So we're just playing in person. But then when there's a combat, I just flip up. Throw the maps up there. The map, and they can just and they can just move them on there. And then I have, like, you know, like I have, you know, a huge TV. Um, and so that's, like, the central one. Um, but then everyone gets their own, like, local um, uh-huh. thing on there with, the, you know, the lightning stuff. So, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That might be in what person. we have to do. I mean, we we were all talking. Like one of my players is like, "Oh, well, I got a carpenter buddy who owes me a favor. He, I bet he can make us one of those gaming tables that we could put a screen into." And it's like, "Well, we we could, but somebody's still got to buy a screen, and that's expensive, you know." Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so so yeah, that might. Be, I mean, the solution might just be bring your laptop, and and we'll just put our maps on there. Although, I, one of the other things that I've got a couple of players who are really into painting minis, and I've been painting minis with some of my my time in quarantine uh and, and I, I i more or less taught myself how to how to paint minis 
through this process. I'd never done it before. So yeah, so, I mean, so we got all these people that are into painting minis. So I, I think there's a degree to which we would also miss that aspect of the game if we went entirely to roll 20 for maps so i don't know i might just like keep it in my back pocket for for certain encounters where i need it to be like spooky and dark and the lighting is going to matter and whatever and then for other things uh you know we'll pull out the the you know you can see in the corner here i've got the the big descent into avernus like giant maps from the the beetle and grim platinum set right there's no way i'm not using those right <laughs> so uh so yeah i don't know we'll figure it out but but yeah so roll 20 uh it had a there was a learning curve at the beginning right mm -hmm. getting past that that initial sort of hump of how do i make this work was tricky and i think ish coming in for and helping me out with that was huge and after that it was just a matter of taking the time of playing with it although that's been good for me as well. Like anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed by working at home and, and dealing with the kids and doing everything else, I've been able to be like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go spend 20 minutes and, and make tokens on roll 20 and just put, you know, put, put it, set up the next map with the dynamic lighting or whatever. Just do a little something, uh, to, to remind me about, you know, the love I have of gaming and all that. So, so yeah, that's been, that's been my sort of situation. My, and my solutions. So I'm curious then, I think the next natural sort of uh, question is, uh, and I kind of started to get into this a little bit with myself. I rambled a lot. Um, what problems have come up as a result of, of this change in your gaming life? Like we've talked about what's worked pretty well and what your solutions have been, but but what are the what are the hurdles you're still dealing with? Um, it's scheduling, and that's weird. It's not the same kind of problems that you have where it's like people are busy. You know they're not number one. <laughs> um, but people, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. That's unfair. Uh, people still are busy. People can still have things that they're doing. Uh, but schedules haven't been meshed up because of uh, the unique situations that we're all in. Uh, so some people's sleeping schedules might be off. Some people are essential workers. Uh, and so there's been a lot more compromise even than in normal times with like, oh, we got to play with two fewer players this time or people dropping out of games and things like that. Uh, and I won't say that it's a huge problem. It's just something that I've, has been that I've had to adapt to. But I think most of the games that were going before all of this started have at least seen like a fifty percent change in rosters. For for me, a, a challenge has been um, kind of uh, because people are more consistent about online games. Uh, now and more people are like there and up for it um like oh, like for for me sort of over scheduling like having to like actually like kind of limit what i'm doing right and be like you know like you know uh, there are a couple weeks where i was just like oh cool like and i look at my thing and i was like oh my god how am i gonna fit all of this in there right you know and then you know and then like half of these i run so i can't just like bail on this right and you know and and, and you know you you sort of can like it, it's pretty easy and you know i've talked to a few people where it's just like over committing um, to things is 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 real easy, mm -hmm. um, um, but you know, and, and then and then I think for 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have had, like, a play community um, before this, so it was kind of easy to, like, ramp and find people to do stuff. Um, but if you don't have this, I, I, think, I, I feel like uh, projecting what big problems could be for people if you didn't have that before finding um a community finding the group and then uh you know if you didn't know roll 20 before and didn't know someone who could show you you know like ramping up in in all of these things could be you know it, it takes time to ramp up into all of this stuff um so so i could see that being a general problem for people mm-hmm. yeah i think my um i've actually had better participation and fewer scheduling issues um, I mean, I'm still working from home and I've still got the kids and whatever, so I'm not going hog wild, just trying to fill all the hours of the day and, and, and saying yes to every game that comes my way. Uh, and so we just have our normal game. And it's and it was Friday night before anyway, um, which I think works out extra well now because by the end of the week, uh, you know, people need to not be worried about work and thinking about that. And they need something to sort of unwind and... Uh, and all of that we've str- like I, m- I mentioned a little bit before we've struggled with our video conferencing options um, and, and all of that I'm and I don't know that there's a perfect solution to that anyway I think some of that's to be expected because there's so many people all over the world using a lot of these services simultaneously right now um, that there's a certain amount of occasional sort of latency issues and that kind of stuff that that I think is to just be expected Right. Um, I've actually been really impressed with how well Roll20 has has held up. Um, I haven't noticed any significant like lag or latency issues with Roll20 at all. Uh, And I have to imagine their usership has skyrocketed. Um, You know, uh, D&D Beyond probably just about as much. Right. Um, So so I've been pleasantly surprised by all of that. but yeah, I mean, it's tough because we want to be, you know, especially when people like, it's hard enough to really get people into the, like the role playing storytelling mindset sometimes, you know, and get them to deeply sort of interact with each other in the way that they, they want to do. But it's even harder um, when you're not even in the same room and then your your audio gets cut off every now and then and they didn't and they missed a thing right and you gotta say oh can you go back and say that again it's yeah. like oh but like i was so in my emotions when i said it last time and now you just want me to go back and repeat myself right um so that's a thing right <clears throat> and it's a it's a bit of a hurdle and i don't know that there's a solution to that hurdle but you muddle through right mm-hmm. yeah. so one of the things i'm having an issue with and it seems kind of weird to talk about it in here because we're talking about the gaming part yeah. of gaming um is just a lot of my uh, online friends and, and stuff like that are people who are in the industry and um the people that are creating the stuff that we enjoy they're going through not only the stuff we're going through but it's devastating a lot of our industry currently mm-hmm. they're conventions that aren't happening uh that for some of them if they don't happen they might not ever happen again uh the supply chains are uh really hurting a lot of the publishers um Mm -hmm. we've had and we started the tome show news 
not knowing this is going to happen like right. a few months before all this happened. So every two weeks we're reporting on the stuff that's happening. And I think that's part of why I've been a little, it's a little hard to connect in the same way of like right. wanting to jump in in the game because, you know, I'm going to be reporting in a, a week or two later about the newest changes that are happening. And I don't mean to be a bit downer in this episode no. about it, but uh, it's, I think, sure. an important thing for posterity, to, at least, to record mm-hmm. and also let other people, if they're feeling the same way, know that, yeah, this is really hard, right? And it affects people in different ways, and all of them are pretty much legitimate ways as long as they're sincere. Right. Yeah, no, and, I, and I've heard a lot of those kinds of stories, right? I think those. I think at the end of this whole process, I think by the end of this year, after it all shakes out, we're going to have a lot fewer of those sort of small publisher uh, or me- medium-sized publisher companies, right? That were sort of working on a on a razor-thin profit margin to sort of keep doing what they love doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the big companies will will make it through, and they'll you know it'll be rough, but they'll be okay. Uh, and it, and there's a certain size where I think it gets small enough that it's like, well, this is just sort of my side hustle anyway. If it sort of dries up for a few months, it's not a big mm-hmm. deal, and I can pop back into it when when it picks back up again but yeah i think there's there's that sort of mid-sized right. group that i think they're just going to dry up uh and it's going to be rough yeah well particularly where like when alliance closed a lot of these publishers had product they weren't given warning mm-hmm. so they can't ship so i guess one of the things i wanted to talk about was if people do love gaming and want and care about these companies trying to find ways to continue to support them would be wonderful. Yeah, if you can. I mean, a lot of our yeah. listeners are probably struggling too, so. Yeah. Oh, no, totally, yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah. And, and that could be just talking about their games and telling people how much they love it, and hopefully we'll get even more people who want a game and try it out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's true. I, I've, I'm in the middle of, uh, I have supported several uh projects from different companies that have been kickstarted right and so it's interesting um to sort of watch how the different companies at the different levels of experience and and where they are in their business or whatever and what they can what they're doing right so i've had some um uh quinn left us for a moment here but uh he'll be back Uh, i've had some of those kickstarters like send out messages like hey um our, our books might ship a little bit late. The production, uh, you know, the lines of production and, and distribution are, are bogged down or slowed down or delayed or whatever. Uh, but we're still working on stuff. The PDFs will still go out on time. Uh, the product will be done and you'll get your stuff, uh, we promise, right? And, every, and, and, you know, that seems to be like a best case scenario, especially because I usually just back at the PDF level anyway. So, you know, uh, but then I've had some others where it was like, hey, um, this is happening we're still hoping and planning to get this product done, but we've had to furlough our entire staff. Like nobody works here at the moment and they're not allowed to work on this product. And when it's all over, we plan to come back and finish this thing that you bat- that you kickstarted um, and, and make it all okay. But, uh, you know, we'll see, right? That's just, and so I've, I've, th- that's the gamut sort of of, of my experiences with, these, with some of these companies and, and what have you, so... Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not just rough on our gaming lives, but there's a gaming industry out there that if you are able to support, um, do that, right? So 
My last question uh, for our conversation today is um, what about the unexpected, right? We've sort of talked about what we've, what we've done and what, we, uh, what our solutions are and, and what problems or what hurdles we ran into. But positive or negative, like, like what's popped up that you were like, oh, I didn't see this coming, right? Like, like my conversation about suddenly my group really likes using the maps on Roll20 and how do we transition back to live play and, and do that, right? That was not expected. I didn't expect this to be a, a preferable solution to having maps and, and minis at the table. Uh, what other unexpected things have come up for people? I've joined about 12 discords. Um, I think my my online community has kind of grown because of all of the people that I've connected to recently, and uh, you just see a lot of people reaching out. Um, you know, a lot of people who uh, maybe were used to having a lot of connections in, in real life are now making those connections. Uh, you know, over social media, where before it was just like, oh well, we'll just we'll just talk about gaming. Now I think people are really hungry for like those really solid connections and and kind of uh, lasting friendships. I think that's really what's uh, maybe um, taken me by surprise is like some of the really strong friendships that I've developed over, over the last couple months. And we can definitely join in on like like Discord creep. Everybody's got a Discord now. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but, but it's good. It's, it's good. I, you know, I like that I just have like a kind of like a little Discord habit in the morning now. I just sort of <laughs> check in on like, you know, my favorite like, you know, communities and like, um, Discord Discord is pretty good about letting you organize sort of um, things and you you know and then you know muting the notifications and all that stuff. Um, and, and and on that note, um, and I swear this happened before the pandemic hit. Uh, the Tome Show has a Discord now as well, <laughs> and you're welcome to come and join us for a conversation here. And oh there, yeah, so. yeah, well, I, yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, no, I started uh, my my current gaming group was using Discord before I joined the group. And so I had never really used it before. I joined it to, in, in order to communicate with them. And I figured, well, I'm on it every day. I might as well get one going for the Tome Show for people who want to pop in. Uh, and so it worked out, you know, it, the timing, I guess, for popping on Discord worked out, right? Yeah, seriously, yeah. Um, and then I guess for other, other unexpected stuff... Um, yeah, like, like I guess the, I guess the most unexpected stuff has just been how much like 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 I was mentioning before. It's just like been unexpected, like how much easier it is to like get people on like like, like people now treat their online games. It's kind of like first class citizens. Like, I, like I've, I've had it before, where it's like, oh, we're doing an online game, you know, um, and like, you know, with people you know or people you just met online, and like, you know, uh, maybe they'll show up, maybe they won't, maybe they'll cancel, maybe they don't. No one cancels games, like, you know, or if they do, they like let you. Oh, hey, you know, hey, here's this thing going up. Like, I'll be there. Like, like, like people treat those as actual real things now, where before they could just treat them. Uh, as like ephemeral and sort of less right. important than their face to face, and that that's been kind of a, a pleasant shocker mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I was, I was always the guy. Like I had um, people on on that listen to the the show know uh, Jeremiah McCoy. Um, he was in my my face to face group originally when I when I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
Uh, and he had to move for job reasons and whatever. Uh, and he was like, well, you know, I could still join if you want to just set up, you know, a laptop with Skype or whatever. I could, I could, I could still play with everybody and whatever. And they're like, yeah, that's not gonna, like, I'm, I'm not real hip to the the whole online gaming thing and i I think it'd be hard to sort of really have that and i still think that would have been hard having one person remote and everybody else physically there and whatever um but now like the 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 sort of barrier uh the resistance i guess to to move to uh online play isn't nearly as strong with me now as it was um you know even a year ago because I had to I had to adjust and now I've gotten used to it and I made it work, right? So are there unexpected things? I was just gonna add real quick that I I did know a number of people uh in my personal life, and they were younger than me, which was kind of a shocker, uh, that were very reluctant to join Roll Twenty. They didn't really wanna like add any more complexity to their lives, any complexity to the role playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as they started using it and seeing how it worked, the that reluctance went away. Um, I, I think people had this idea that online play was this like weird mechanical monstrosity uh, that made the game not as fun. Um, and I, I could see that. I think you know, having I, I go back all the way to AOL Instant Messenger and playing role playing games on there it was not. It was not ideal. It was fun, but it was not the best. Uh, but I think people maybe in the past had experiences like, oh, this sucks compared to in real life. I mean, you're never going to get that parody, uh, or at least you won't for until there's like some VR headset or something. But um, I think we've come a long way, and I think we're in a place where it's a, it is a lot more fun. And there, there, are all, there are toys for the people who want toys. There's... Um, an easy way for the people who who want the kind of the 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 quick fix of gaming without having to get the complexity, and I think it, it's a it's a really cool balance now that we've struck. Yeah, I, I wonder what DM what DMing will be like once we're playing remotely in a holodeck, right? That'll be weird. <laughs> <laughs> How do I prep that game? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then does all role playing turn into LARP? <laughs> so. Uh, one of the things that's been fun, and it's been more, not for me personally, but watching other people uh, on Twitter, they'll discover s- somebody, I forget who it was, somebody was painting minis recently, and lit- my Twitter just lit up with people like, oh my god, he's painting minis on the weekend just like I did, and that sort of sharing, uh, and, uh-huh. and finding out of, of people. Oh, uh, who for, was that? Yeah, that was, that was, was, there was like some 10- celebrity doing it, right? Was his last name Cavill, maybe? Oh, oh Henry Cavill, who, who, yeah. He, yeah, Cavill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he was Superman, and, and um, he's the Witcher, isn't he? He's yeah, the Witcher. Witcher. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And yeah, yeah, so, I, have, yeah. I, have, I have a really hard time with names, so that's why it's hard for me sometimes yeah. to remember. We know this I, from the book club, so. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember him as the third evil ex-boyfriend in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, nice. So I think that's like a nice surprise uh-huh. uh, that people have had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been a weird time for for gaming, right? Like, in, in some ways, this moment is um, it is a struggle for gaming 
And in the other ways, there's a little bit of a like a renaissance going on, right? People are finding community and they're they're do, you know finding ways to connect with each other through their gaming community in ways that they they didn't as much before or differently than they did before. Um, it's 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 weird, and I and I I'll be curious to see in in six months or come back in a year or whatever and sort of have this conversation again of like how did things change as a result of having gone through this how are our gaming lives different now because we went through this mm. so okay well mm -hmm. uh i guess it's time for last thoughts anybody have any final things they they want to say before we go um i got one um so w when, we, when we talk about the tools um like if you're just getting into it right uh something like roll 20 or the discord stuff uh you know baby steps will do like i, I would say sort of um be fine with like 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 you can easily just use roll 20 as like a fancy dice roller and possibly maps at first um and then like you know just have everybody with their character sheets there or just as maps and um you know everyone sort of die rolls on their thing and you just use an honor system like you like i feel like if you get these tools for your online gaming um just take them piece by piece because like it is an investment and it takes a while to learn uh, so just start slow and and accumulate um, tricks. I mean, that's where, how, where I started, right? I started off like right. we're just using the honor system, rolling our dice, and I'm just going to use it for maps and some simple tokens and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But then every week it's a little something new. Right? And everything. Um, right. by, the, by the time this thing is over, I'm going to be a, a Roll20 Pro, man. <laughs> you're you're going to be writing. You're going to be writing stuff with the API. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right. Any other last thoughts? Um, I had something. It was there. Oh, yeah. Reach out to uh, anyone that you that you can about learning how to. If you if you've never played any role playing game before, reach out to people you know. Uh, you know, get started now is the the best time. Maybe in in a weird kind of ironic twist of fate. Um, you know, reach out to us at the Tom Show. I'm I'm willing to help. I think I've helped like maybe about a dozen, two dozen people uh, go from never having played to playing on Roll Twenty, mm -hmm. uh, and it's you know it's it's fun. You know, even just the process of getting people started, uh, it's really cool to to see new people kind of take wing to to enjoy the game. Uh, but yeah, just reach out. There's a whole whole community of people who are more than happy to. Uh, you know, welcome you into the game, and I think, um, I think you know now. Now is the time. Now, now is a, a wonderful time where there's just this flourishing community. It had been flourishing, and now it's flourishing. I think even more again for mm -hmm. these ironic reasons. But uh, yeah, jump in with both feet. I say, and it, and it doesn't. I mean, it took what you sat down with me for what maybe half an hour, forty five minutes on a Sunday morning, yeah. and and that was enough to sort of get me proficient enough to run a game right and then from there mm -hmm. it was just a matter of doing the work and 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 then learning a few tricks here and there and every week you know whenever something comes up like hey i'm gonna wild shape into a shark can i change my token no you can't but i'll try to figure <laughs> it out for next time you know so uh so and you know the, and those things come up and you just sort of you go one step at a time right but once you get past that initial yeah. hurdle it's it's there's a lot of momentum to carry you forward. So I appreciate you helping me out, and I appreciate your offer to, to help people out. Anytime. 
Um, if I if I had one last little a writer to that uh, to to add, it would be that uh, if you've ever played like a PlayStation Four game, if you've ever played a PC game like uh, Mass Effect or Dragon Age, um, this is simpler than that. Um, yes. And so if, if that gives you any indication, like if you can learn one of those games, you can learn how to role play on, on Roll20 and it's, it should not be daunting. And that's what I want people to leave with. And, and you know what's better about role playing on Roll20 than playing games on your PS4 is that you actually get to interact with people, which, yes. right, which right now we desperately need to be doing. So it is a premium. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any other last thoughts people had? Then I'm going to call that the end of the episode. Thank you to our guests. Quinn, uh, where can folks find you online? Um, on thoughtcrimegames.net uh, and um, qh underscore uh, Murphy on Twitter. Um, and, oh, and I have a, geez, and I have a, a podcast uh, called The Well. Yeah. Um, where um, uh, short little 15-minute uh, uh, kind of blurbs about um, uh, RPG stuff. Uh, awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to get the URL. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And Ishmael, where can folks find you? Uh, Mostly on Twitter, uh, at King Lorathorn or Elven Wizard King. Uh, Both both of those will will, uh, lead you to my Twitter, and I'm pretty active there. Um, I also do a little bit on uh, Facebook as Lorathorn Adasaril, but good luck spelling that. So look for me on Twitter. Uh, and also, uh, I do a number of 5th uh, edition D&D adjacent products for Fat Goblin Games, as was mentioned, as well as uh, I'm starting to do some more DMs Guild stuff. Awesome. We'd also like to say thank you to our listeners who support the show using our affiliate links with Amazon and DMs Guild, as well as those who support us directly at patreon.com slash thetomeshow, like Jill Sanders, Jeremiah McCoy, Doug Palmer, and Merrick Blackman. And if you want to get a hold of us at the Tome Show, uh, maybe to to um, ask for a crash course on Roll Twenty from Ish over here, uh, you can or or anything else, any other comments or questions you have, uh, you can email the Tome Show at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. the The show is at the Tome Show. I am at Squatch S Q U A C H, and Tracy is at Sarah Dark Magic. That's Sarah with an H. And that's episode 337, where we cast a series of illusion spells so we could pretend our gaming group is still with us in this episode of... I'm on the wall.